Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and science graduate specialising in genetics, immunology and citizen science, Emma Perfetto, is updating us on the latest in musical research. And I am Dr Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician and fluid mechanist who used to be able to play four different types of recorder and the orchestral glockenspiel. So, there are a couple of interesting new studies about music out recently, including the power of baby talk and the physics of the musical saw. But first, a question for the listeners. Have you ever had the experience of hearing a new song that sounds familiar, then you realise it's a cover of a song you know, but it's changed in some way? Well, apparently, rats do too. But what does this tell us, Emma? What does this tell us about rats? <laughs> so humans have this really fantastic ability to be able to recognise a melody that we've heard before, even if mm-hmm. it's been changed in some way. And now we know that this ability isn't completely unique to just humans, um, according to a new study published in the journal Animal Cognition. Okay, I'm really intrigued. What songs did the rats recognise? So researchers played the second half of the song Happy Birthday to (laughs) 40 uh, lab rats. Sure. um, And they did this for 10 minutes a day for 20 days. So no wonder it got stuck in their heads. (laughs) With each play, the team of psychology researchers dispensed a sucrose food pellet after the rat responded by poking their nose into the dispenser between three to seven times. Mm-hmm. And then they held three sessions where a modified version of the song were played. Okay, so how do they modify a song for this kind of research? Um, so they altered the pitch, the okay. speed, or played it on a violin instead of a piano. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so the rats were fine on the pitch and speed, but the researchers found that when the tune was played on a new instrument, that the rats poked their nose like less into the dispenser, indicating that they didn't recognise the song. Interesting. So pitch and speed, a change in pitch and speed was recognisable to the rat, but you play it on a completely different instrument and you just sort of throw them. Yeah, that's the timber of the song that of was changed course. and they, they just couldn't couldn't figure it out. Okay, here's a terrible segue. Emma, speaking of timber, let's talk about a musical saw. From what I I can tell, get it? (laughs) I think that's maybe the best thing I've ever said in my life. (laughs) Okay, so Emma, in my head, a musical saw, it's just a saw that I'm kind of playing like a violin, but it sounds a little bit like a theremin. Like, you know, that thing, it's like, I'm pretty sure it's the instrument they used when they played the original Star Trek TV show theme, like kind of a bit like whimsical? Yes, yeah, so it's sort of eerie and ethereal sounding. So a musical saw, which is also known as a singing saw, is created by bending a metal handsaw and bowing it like a a cello basically. So it's been a part of folk music tradition since the early 19th century, since the advent of cheap, flexible steel. Okay, so how does this actually work? I presume that this story, they've unpacked the science of how it makes these sounds. Exactly. Yeah, so 
If you think when you strike a sheet of metal, the whole structure vibrates, Mm -hmm. um, but the energy is like really quickly lost, uh, which results in a dull sound. But if you bend the sheet into an S shape, you can make it vibrate in a really small area, which produces this clear, long lasting sound. So this small area is what physicists call localized vibrational modes and musicians call it the sweet spot. Okay. So the underlying mechanism behind this effect hasn't really been understood until now, Um, but a team of physicists and engineers have published an explanation in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, and the answer lies in an analogy in topological insulators. Oh, okay. I think I know about these. So are those materials that conduct electricity on the surface or the edge, but not within their interior, sort of like no matter how you cut them? Yeah, exactly. So they found that the sweet spot on the saw acts as a kind of internal edge of the saw. So the researchers found that they could tune the localization of this sweet spot by changing the shape of the S-curve, which is important in potential applications such as sensing, where you need a resonator that is tuned to a very specific frequency. Oh, okay. And now from wailing sores to wailing babies, but that's not exactly what we're talking about. Emma, a baby's able to tell the difference between speech and song. I think that's the last story we're covering. Yes, it is. So cognitive neuroscientists have exposed 32 four-month-old infants to speech and song while recording their electrical brain activity with a non-invasive electroencephalogram, um, an EEG. Uh, it's just where electrodes are stuck to the surface of the head to, to measure the brain sure. um, activity. So speech and song were then presented to these infants in both a sing-songy infant-directed manner, which is, you know, essentially baby talk, and in monotone speaking voice. Like mine, I've been told. (laughs) And the findings suggest that the infants are better at tracking infant-directed sounds when they're spoken compared to when they are sung. Oh. So pitch affected the infant's brain activity for speech with exaggerated pitch and a wider pitch range related to better perception of baby talk compared with song. Mm Mm-hmm. So this indicates that pitch and therefore baby talk, you know, the the widely swinging pitch that you use with children, is an important feature for guiding babies' attention. Well, there you have it, three interesting pieces of news in the world of science and music. So thank you to everyone for listening and be sure to keep an ear out for our next instalment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. From Listener and Cosmos Magazine comes Huh? Science Explained, a new weekly podcast answering all of life's questions, big and small, in just 10 minutes. Download the Listener app now and listen for free. Listener.